Hi, I'm Susan Foch, and when I was 18 years old, I launched a national nonprofit organization out of my freshman college dorm room. Now, with almost a decade of experience under my belt, I'm here to teach you my tried and true tips and tricks for running your own nonprofit or social enterprise and how to build it from the ground up. You're listening to this podcast because you're ready to make a difference in this world. I see you, I hear you, and I'm ready to help you. Now let's make an impact together. You're listening to the Make an Impact Podcast, episode 55, and today we have a treat for you. Motivator, speaker, author, and media guru all wrapped together, Jamar Jones, and I had an amazing conversation for you all today that, and I commented on this multiple times throughout the show, but it was just one of those very motivating, inspiring, and truly enveloping conversations that I genuinely forgot that we were recording a podcast. (laughs) For a while, it was... It was a beautiful conversation. It will leave you inspired. It will give you tangible tips if you're ready to kind of up-level a little bit of your life. If you're working from a speaking perspective, you're just trying to get a different um, circle in your life, really switch up the people who are um, surrounding you in your life, making sure that only the people who have your best interest are surrounding you at all times. It is a really, which I think we we talk about a lot. We hear things like, oh, the five people around you are the average of your, you know, I, your income, your happiness level, um, all these different kinds of things. And sometimes I don't think that we really take that advice into consideration. Obviously, it has some exceptions and Jamar will talk about those. But there are times in your life where you really need to do a full audit on the on your circle and the people around you so that you can be best aligned to not just like achieve your goals in a really cold-hearted way, but just go in the direction that you want your life to be going. So often we look for these really external or far out things that are going to help get us towards our goals a little bit faster, but sometimes we have to look right around us, inside of us and right around us. Jamar does that beautifully in this episode. And all of you are going to be so excited to hear a little bit of his wisdom today and talk about his new book, which is literally called Change Your Circle, Change Your Life, which will be available June 30th. I am so excited for him for this new adventure um, and also to grab a copy of his book. I think it'll be fantastic. So without any further ado... Uh, here's your reminder to leave a rating and a review. It is so stinking important. I cannot emphasize how important that is. In Apple Podcasts, iTunes, it has been a hot minute since we've had a review. And it honestly, like, it's a really weird game in the podcasting world. That's how things, you know, get pushed up to the top of iTunes. That's how things can rank better in the nonprofit category, which is also buried in the business category. Um, It's super important if you could take just two minutes and leave a rating and review, just something nice, something positive, something happy, uh, it would mean the entire world to me. So uh, now without further ado, please welcome Jamar Jones. My name is Jamar Jones. I'm the owner of uh, Forever Media, which is a sales and marketing agency. Uh, We also have a division that is devoted to helping speakers. Uh, So we brand and market speakers, but as well as booking them for speaking engagements. Uh, So we really understand the speaking world. Um, Also, I am a speaker myself. And I am the uh, author of a new upcoming book uh, from June 30th. It's Change Your Circle, Change Your Life. And I'm super excited just to get that out into the world. Uh, That book is uh, the how-to guide of how to change anyone's life. And it really 
look at how to evaluate your current circle and then how to get into other circles to reach your goals. And I would say that my background has been um, a lot of ups and downs, very unique and different. And that's why I'm just blessed to be able to come from a different perspective and be able to talk in all different types of rooms and situations uh, to different people. So that way they can hear from different viewpoints and I'm able to articulate it in a way and a message where it really resonates with people coming from uh, the music side as, as when I did music for a good bulk of my life, uh, doing tours and uh, you know reaching some point of success within music, but also being in IT in the corporate world for eight years uh, and also running my own company and being an entrepreneur. Uh, so I come from a lot of different uh, viewpoints of that. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much. Susan for having me here and uh, I'm excited to dive into this conversation. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Well, we have to start this with like a full round of applause for your book. Again, it comes out in a couple of weeks, June 30th. I'm so excited for you. Um, But also I just, I think it's funny because you have run like a full gamut of just like things that you've done again from, you know, not just like an entrepreneurial like startup but in many different ways, right? Like being an author is a version of being an entrepreneur, being a speaker is a version of it. Like the fact that you have your own full like media company. And I think it's funny too, because sometimes I think there a lot of times we have this view of entrepreneurs. It's like, oh yeah, I started my own business and it's be very small. Maybe you're like the only employee. You have like a whole agency <laughs> that you're running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yes. I did crazy. forget to mention that piece of it too, because uh I have uh, about seven people on the team um, here in the office right now. We have an office in Brookville, Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of responsibility uh, to, to keep this ship moving yeah. <laughs> in the right direction. It's so much. And because like that doesn't, to maybe some people, that doesn't sound like a lot of people, but that's a lot of people that you're like juggling and you're making sure like everyone feels supported. Everyone's like doing all their things. So I do want to ask you, because it seems like you just went through a rebrand for your agency. Yeah. Tell us about that. Like what was your decision to rebrand? And also, you know, it's, it's called forever media, but you spelled it a little differently. So tell us what some of those decisions were. So I have recently been tasked with um, actually explaining the naming uh, of, of the, of the company and and why we chose that uh, from a mentor of mine um, that's helped me guide, guide me through this, uh, this business world. Um, So it's, it, it comes from actually a pretty deep meaning. Um, as far as with uh, the Forever Media. So when I was doing music, um, my stage name was 4-0. And uh, that actually came from uh, back when slaves were promised 40 acres of land and a mule and never got it. So it actually symbolized hope and freedom. So using the number 40, and then I just put the dash in it to be unique. So I just had the the 4-0 aspect. So that's where the four actually comes from in the Forever Media uh, as far as symbolizing hope and freedom. And then also I wanted something to build legacy. And so that's why I changed into forever. And I wanted to add a little bit of some swag, some pizzazz to the name. Uh, so I did the forever, you know, instead of just forever. Um, but people are normally accustomed to and used to seeing. So uh, it's all about building legacy and really just striving for hope and freedom. Um, and really just giving opportunities for others. And then, um, of course, I wanted people to know what we do. So that's where the media part comes in. And the rebrand was was to get real clear on our message. Uh, I had, over the years, I've been in business for six six years, 
And I just have kept reinventing myself and, and adding different things to to business. And people are getting confused. They're like, do you do video? Do you do sales and marketing? Do you do, you know, are you uh, doing music? Like what, like what is going on um, with what you have? And I wanted just to get to one last rebrand, just really focus on our message, what we stand for, um, and just have divisions that are catered into uh, areas that we specialize in. So also room to grow and to become more. And that's where we added the speakers agency because we've been in that world for, for six years. So um, that was the reason for the rebrand and also imagery. You know, imagery is very important when it comes to what you're trying to portray to other people because perception is reality. And we wanted to, I wanted to have the, the exact um, colors, imagery. Uh, of, I, I love the cinematic look of things. And that's what I wanted the company to represent. And I felt like before it wasn't, and, and I wanted that to be something that we we represent and um, to make sure that people are getting a story. They're almost getting a movie, you know, with us when they, when they work with us. Oh, I love that. Um, I think it's really funny too. I, I, cause I'm sure this, all of that had really beautiful reasoning and meaning behind it. But I also think it's funny cause I've heard a lot that if you have kind of a, a, a different, a unique spelling to something, it actually can help the like, google ability of it and the the search and it was something about uh when sarah blakely was founding spanx one of the reasons why she spelled it like with the x was so that it had that like no one else literally could copy it because that word hadn't been invented before there was something about like the google not not that i think google was really there 25 years ago but like just the searchability of it and that brand recognition was different and i think that's that has to be an achievement of one of the way that you've spelled forever media yes yes that is something that uh we definitely were taking in account when i wanted to do it because you know then you don't have to worry about other people stealing your stuff <laughs> you know domain was available you know um you know if we wanted to trademark anything or you know it's all that stuff was already available and when somebody searches it your stuff's going to come up uh if they're intentionally searching you know forever or spanx you know uh because it's only there's only a few things like that um that fit that naming convention so totally there, there's a tactic to it for sure Wow. I think that's a lot of the like behind the scenes part, like the business part of it, because obviously we want to have those really like meaningful, uh, very sentimental like things. But there's also that part of it's like, but if you spell forever the conventional way, then, yeah, I'm sure like a thousand things. (laughs) Right. Right. behind the scenes of business is also like how can you stand out just in the in the right way and kind of like turn that dial a little bit. So I do love that. Um, So you do have a lot of areas that you focus on with this. And I'm kind of curious because we've had multiple different guests on the podcast who have talked about their speaking careers and specifically because this podcast is really for both nonprofit people and then social entrepreneurs, just people wanting to do good, put good out into the world. And a lot of times you think that that can coincide with speaking, with having that kind of speaking career. So, and you've done a lot of that um, and you're fantastic at that minimum, I think, because of like the energy that you can bring to a room. And I haven't even met you in person yet. We've just had like Zoom rooms together. Um, like your energy is really undeniable, yes. which I think is like yeah. half of being a speaker. So can you talk about why you wanted to make sure that you had that branch off of your company? Yes. Um, the branch was so important because I love, love working with speakers. Uh, it's a competitive space. 
but at the same time, it's it's so rewarding. The people are so probably ninety nine percent of the people uh, are just so amazing to work with. They're um, a lot of them have that energy, that character, and they're trying to do good in the world. So the thing and the message that they have is all unique to them. And they're trying to share that out. And I wanted to say, hey, if I can play a part in that to help brand and market speakers, but as well as book them for opportunities, since we're already in that world of events and organizers and um, trade shows, conferences, stuff like that. Um, if I can put those two worlds together, it's, it's, it would just be so rewarding, fulfilling for, for me to keep building that and letting people see that. And as far as the character and the energy, uh, that's, that's everything, you know, when it comes to having a speaker, because you don't want somebody that's boring and behind a podium and putting you to sleep. You know, you want somebody that has some energy, that has some charisma about what they're saying. And, and they're, it's also about the way and how they're articulating that message to them, you know, to the audience, because you want something that's really going to resonate with people. Um, and everybody has a unique story. They just can't tell it the right way. Um, and that's where the speakers have that unique edge is as you learn to, you know, tell your story in a very uh, good position where people can receive it and be like, oh, I can see, I can see myself in that. You know, I can relate to that. Um, and I know we'll talk about the relatable side of it, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, it's just so important. Yeah. You know, you want something that's, that's very relatable um, to other people. So that way they resonate with it and they can take that and harness it and uh, make a change into where they're trying to go and meet their goals. Yeah. What do you think, you know, both as a professional speaker yourself now working also to enhance the careers for other speakers, what do you think mm -hmm. like that one key thing is, um, whether it is about relatability, but, you know, whether it's actually from the speech, from the marketing, like, what do you think the one key thing is that really sets apart like rock star, like speakers who have these great speaking careers and people who just kind of want to like break into it, do it for fun. Like what's the thing that they're missing before they really get to like blow up and be like a, like a hardcore speaker. I didn't phrase that well. Yeah. 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 I, the, the biggest thing that, uh, that sets those two apart is branding. Mm. It is, it is the, it's everything, you know, like we, I've came across so many speakers. I've been talking, you know, I was speaking for 20 years they still got their website that looks like it came out with uh, Windows XP. You know, it's like their website's old, outdated. Um, their videos don't showcase their talents of what they're really about and the type of gigs that they're getting. Um, you know, even from their logo, their, their representation. Sometimes you look at their slides and you're like, whoa, these slides look like some clip art. You know, I, I <laughs> like everything yeah. is just out, it's, it's completely outdated. And they're not taking their branding seriously, even from the the visible aspect, but also the social aspect and really showcasing. Because if you can get that branding down, people are going to see like, oh, they really do this. They, they're taking it seriously. This is a company for them. This is a, mm -hmm. this is their business. And the sharper that you can look um, and the way you present yourself, that's going to land bigger opportunities where people are just going to put you up at that level and they're not going to see like, ah, well, they kind of do it. So I can probably get a deal on this. You know, it's, it's about that. Like I said, it's that perception for, and people don't a lot of time value that perception um, as much as they should. Mm. 
That's fair. And I think, but we see that a lot. And I think almost at this point in 2021, like the words branding and marketing have gotten almost like borderline annoying for some people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do it wrong. Right. Like we still see people who could be so talented, so incredible. Yeah. But if their stuff Mm -hmm. looks like it came from clip art, that it's like, okay, (laughs) I'm not going to do this. So no, it is, it's, it is very important. And I think a funny thing about branding uh, it's weird and it's hard when you're making yourself the brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you've yeah, for sure. done that. You've been a part of that. Like it's yes. very different than branding a company. Like, you know, M- McDonald's can have its own voice better. Yeah. Okay. Quick trip has a very <laughs> voice on social yeah, media. Yeah. Like it's funny, yeah. it's sarcastic, but like, it's weird when you're trying to also make yourself as a person, a brand, can you talk a little bit? Cause it's, that's a weird line to kind of walk. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I, it is, but mm-hmm. I would, I would have to, I would have to say that um, individually as, as a human being, we're all building brand all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times like, yeah, you know, I ask people, you know, are you going to uh, build your brand or are you going to let others build it for you? And a lot of times, you know, we, we go throughout our day doing what we do and then we're, we're branding, we're putting out what we represent, what we care about, you know, the things that uh, we want to attach ourselves to. We're telling everybody what that brand is, um, but we're not controlling it because the narrative gets switched when, you know, it's like, oh, well, they only care about that. Do you really want to be known for that? Or do you, or is that just something that people view you as? And with a company, you know, they want to take control of their brand. They want to say, this is the messaging. This is what we want people to get when they um, interact and engage with our brand. This is the feeling that we want to have, the experience. And we have to do that as individuals. And we have to take that seriously about where you're going. I don't care if you're in business or not, even if you're trying to, you know, get a job, you know, somewhere. Do you want to be known as the person that's just like, oh, all they care about is, is, uh, trying to think of an example all they care about is boating and you know they just like being on the lake they like chilling out and just drinking beers and that's all they care about or do you want to be known as a person that has you know i love going outdoors but also i'm very serious about my own professional career where i want to go maybe i want to be uh, a manager maybe i want to you know really excel at this trade you know so you got to make sure you're telling the right story and having people walk away with the right message when you're done with that because when you're when the doors close and you're not in the room what are they saying about you which and that's i i think to some people that's like a debilitating question it is <laughs> it's hard <Yeah>. it's, it's hard <laughs> but that's also i think for people you know if you're not living a really like both i think authentic to you and just like genuinely ethical kind of lifestyle then I think that's where some people like I think that's where you can be more worried about like what are people saying behind closed doors and that I think it's only when you really compromise yourself have you have you felt that or a little bit um honestly I I, as long as I'm ethical and I'm doing you know morally everything I'm doing is you know with with passion my heart the things that I believe in and and the way how I'm sharing that message with other people People can take that and and spin it however they want to, um, but I know what I stand for, and I and I keep pushing um, the good message, good word out to people, and and just trying to um, 
that's really the that's really the the main point is like do good you know just just do good and, and, and walk in your own beliefs um and honestly you can't make everybody happy so uh you just got to continue to do what you can in, in in this world and and make sure that uh you're leaving your mark on it yeah i think that's like a freeing pill to swallow though just like when you know you'll never make everyone happy so just stop trying <laughs> Just stop trying. That's <laughs> not worth it. So, not worth but it. speaking of that, I think I think it's really funny because a lot of times when it does come to personal branding, um, I think that there's usually always, even if you have just the smallest interaction with someone, there's if you do it correctly, there's a way that you can leave someone thinking about at least like one key word. Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. that person um I would like to think for me at this point like my like my kind of word that someone would associate with me would be like impact it could even Mm. be like that business name like I'll always think of Sarah Blakely and Spanx you know yeah 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 um I think for you that word is relatable like that's been your big thing and but that's like a mission of yours like I feel like do you agree that that's like a core value of yours because I think that's something you get really hard yeah yes I and I and I've that's why I constantly say the word. You go on our website; it's in bold letters, you know, right there as as making brands relatable because um, that's what it's all about. You know, a lot of times we we try to kind of make each other like robots, like we're supposed to be doing this, and you know, we should be acting like this, and we're just kind of robotic in the way that we interact with each other as human beings, and that's why I always want to make sure that it's in a relatable way, um, even in your personal life, because a lot of people, they have views and opinions on things, but they don't articulate it in, in that message in a relatable way. So they do it in a way of like, you got to hear me out. This is the way it should be. This is how it is. Blah, blah, blah. This is my experience. Blah, blah, blah. And, and no one can relate to that. So you got to, all they got to do is just change their way into making it a relatable thing and be like, this is my viewpoint. This is my story. I want to hear yours and let's, and let's figure out the way on how it connects. And that, yeah. and that's really, that's really all what it's all about. And you and in the business world, stop selling and start making a relatable way for people to engage with your, your mission and your business. Um, because selling, we're always selling. Um, but a lot of people just try to shove their message down your throat. And it's like, you got discounts, you got this, this is why we're better. This is the benefits. But why, why do I care about that? And that's what you have to solve. Right. Cause like no pretty Instagram story will ever like override. Yeah. Just like that really genuine, authentic, relatable part of just who you are and your yeah. of who your is. So I love that. Sure. All right. Let's pivot. Let's talk about the juicy stuff, the exciting <laughs> stuff, which is your book, which comes out this month. Uh, it's called Change Your Circle, Change Your Life. Yes. Can you give us a synopsis? Of, I think the title is very, like, uh, it's very descriptive of what I'm assuming the, the, the book is. But can you give us kind of a background, like, really, what does that entail? And what are people going to, like, leave when they finish the book? How are they going to be feeling? Oh, man. I, I have not been asked that question yet as far as how how they're going to be feeling. Um, yeah. That is, that's a good question. So the book is all about how to navigate through your life and mm-hmm. looking at your current circle and evaluating those direct people that are influencing your everyday decisions. 
And then how do I get into other circles uh, that I need to be in? And a lot of times those circles, you can't just walk through the door and be like, hey, guys, I'm here. Hey, let's do this. You know? yeah. what, are we, what are we talking about? We're all best friends now, right? Yeah, like, we're all best friends. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot of times you can't do that. So it's how do you get into those circles and how do you provide value? How do you set yourself up for success? And the book is really laid out into uh, 50% mindset and 50% action. So it actually gives you, you know, it gives you a business story, a personal story. And then it gives you lessons and takeaways. And then it gives you action items. Like what can you actually do this week, this month to, to actually change that particular topic that we're doing? You know, so there's some of the chapters are, um, you know, there's a chapter called Winging It. There's a chapter that's called Don't Surround Yourself with Bums. There's a chapter that's called Backdoor Approach. You know, how do you stop going to the front door and take the back door where everybody likes to go and get escorted in? Um, so there's a vampires and shepherds, uh, people uh, evaluating your own life and, and seeing who's draining your energy and who's giving you your energy. Uh, so there's a lot of practical and tactical things that you can do for your, for your life and how people are going to feel, um, after they do it, they're going to feel liberated. Liberated is the best word that I can, I can say, because a lot of people are lost and they're stuck. And they're trying to figure out how to navigate through life. And they just don't have the right tools or mindset to get them around that. And the biggest piece about this book is they're going to, my hopes, <laughs> I can't, you know, uh, you know, guarantee, but I would say that you read this and you follow the methods, you should be able to unlock self-awareness. And that's, that's the biggest, that's the biggest piece is self-awareness is making sure that you unlock that within yourself and you're self-aware and then how do you now start seeing the world and how other people are acting and knowing that i'm in control of my reaction how i get involved with things what i allow in my life there's a, a lot of um that's why i say it's liberating it's like i'm in control mm -hmm. i think so just happened to me i'm in control i'm taking accountability mm -hmm. and i can get to where i'm trying to go so uh, that's the best, <laughs> that's the best answer I can give as far as for what somebody will walk away after reading it. Yeah, I like it. Cause it kind of also emphasizes the idea of, of the mindset shift, which is very difficult, but it's that life is happening for you, not to you and how to make sure that you're in yeah. that kind of driver's seat. So I, I have like a thousand questions off of like that description. <laughs> I want to start. So, you know, I think a lot of it, again, changing your circle and changing these people, like, you know, sometimes I think a lot of times people don't realize your inner circle, right? Like your closest, like friends, you know, the people you just like surround yourself the most with, like they're kind of little mirrors a little bit. Like, yeah. how do you feel yeah. about the expression? Because I've struggled with this a lot. How do you feel about the expression, the five people closest? If you take the average of like the net worth or the income of the five people to you, like there's yours. Yep. Do you that one I struggle with mm -hmm. sometimes? I'm like, that's a weird little stat. Why do you why do you why do you struggle with that? I don't, because it just seems like that seems a little um I don't know, it just seems like a little asinine. Like I, I look at well, <laughs> well not in a bad way. It's like I look at my parents, right? Like my very, very sweet parents. Um, I grew up in, in a low income household. My parents worked very hard, but like, you know, they never had opportunities for um 
education. Like they've always worked very hard in these blue collar jobs, and but they've also always been supportive of me kind of going after like higher level things. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time mm-hmm. with my parents, obviously. So it's one of those things where it's like, well, that's kind of weird. You know, I think as long as they're supporting you, I don't know that they're always that reflection. So I, I struggled with it. I don't know. What do you think? This is like, this is your, letter, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I actually mentioned this phrase in the book. Okay. Uh, so it's good. You're, you're right on with that. I don't like it. And I agree with you in the sense that it puts you in a box. Mm-hmm. It says like, okay, well, if you're telling me that the average you know income is this, then I'm just doomed and I'm just going to mm-hmm. make the same. And like, that's just, that's my life. Um, I think when you, when you look at it like that, um, I don't agree with it. When I, I do agree with that, that mindset because your, your whole way on how you navigate through your life would be a lot different if you were surrounded by five multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. And let's say you were the one that was making, you know, 30 to, you know, a hundred grand a year. You know, your everything, every decision that you would make, think about those conversations. Mm-hmm. The, the, those those conversations you're getting into are not the same conversations as the same average income of somebody that's just got a, a good, you know, a solid job. You know, they're paying the bills. They, you know, maybe have a good family home, um, but they're not like the accountability and the responsibility is not at that like multi-million mm-hmm. dollar, you know, type of problems, right. <laughs> you know, to be frank, yeah. you know, so like that's something that, you know, it would just it would change everything. And that's why I do agree with the aspect of like, it's not even just about income. It's about mindset. It's about action. What would you take? You know, it's about opportunity. You know, you're, you're, you're going to have a ton more opportunity if you're, co- you know, growing up in a lower um, or versus growing up in a lower income home, let's say, and they're just scraping, yeah. you know, hustlers are just trying to, trying to make it happen versus somebody that maybe has, opportunity that's just fruitful and says hey susan come by here and we'll you know maybe you can help me out with this and then you know i'll pay you this and you know see 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 what you can do Mm -hmm. see if you can add some value to this um it just it changes everything so i definitely believe that you can come out of that Mm -hmm. but you need to you need to be aware of it first yeah uh to to come out of it and that's why once again it's about self-awareness because most people have their blinders on and they're not aware that they're around these people in the first place. Mm, I think that's important. Well, and I think it's funny too, because, and, and like the, the multimillionaires versus people making like $30,000 a year, they do, to your point, have very different problems for sure. Like everyone has problems, just have different problems. But I think it's really yeah. interesting yeah. because, you know, on kind of like that financial journey of wanting to like, you know, make more money and do all these things. I found it funny when I first heard that. And I was like, well, if I want to, you know, make a million dollars, I was like, are you suggesting I have to like never speak to all of my friends who like (laughs) ever again, but then sometimes, and then I've also heard too, it's like, well, you know, if you can just like put more of those, those voices in your space, like podcasts, audiobooks, whatever. And I've done that. And unfortunately what I found in a relatable, those people are not very relatable to me in the sense that traditionally and typically, not always, but like those people of, of a lot higher net worths, and I do not see eye to eye politically. And when they in conversations, yeah. I'm like, oh, we would not be friends in real life. I want to learn about money from you, but 
I don't, we have very different views on how like people should just be treated and, and things. For, so I found that always yeah, really hard because yeah. that's contradicting too, which I think is another, it's really mind trippy about creating that circle. So I'm ranting at this point, mm-hmm. but does that make sense? <laughs> it does. It does make sense. I, I, um, I would say yes. I mean, the relatability part mm-hmm. of it, but it's about what, what do you want to reach for your goals? Like you can use, you know, um, the people that you're that you're around as a stepping stone as well. So if it's not just, you know, you don't have to agree on every single standpoint that they have in their entire life. You know, I um, there's probably very few people uh, that I could even do that with. You know, that not everybody has it figured out to that point where it's like, what's your family life? What's your friends? You know, friendship life? What's your business? What's your political? What's your religious or spiritual views or what? You know. To align on all of that would be a lot to ask from somebody, but um, and I wouldn't say that you have to have to not talk with your friends that are that are at that level. Um, but it's about managing your time and your energy of what's going to go to reach your goals. And it's just saying that I'm not going to spend seventy percent of my time with that group because they're not in the place where I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times you have to look at it almost like an airplane crash. You know, you got to put on the mask yourself first, the oxygen and, and help yourself first before you put it on others. And so if you can get there and now you're making, you know, million, two million, three million, now you've paved the way and you have a path. Now you go back to those good friends of yours and you say, hey, let's create some opportunity. Let me help you on this financial journey because I've now done it. I put the mask on now. Now I'm good. Here you go. And now you can lift it up another person and another person and another person. So that's the only way I would probably, another perspective I would think about that, you know, um, on how you're collaborating and talking with people that they don't have to meet every single, you know, uh, belief. But if they if they got some type of roadmap that you can listen to, at least on that aspect, mm-hmm. All ears. Yeah. <laughs> All ears. That's really funny. I what a pep talk. Also, I was being dramatic about just like abandoning. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> like you get you, uh, hyperbole for the sake of making a point. Um, <laughs> but I love it. Not right. like a pep talk. Right. I kind of forgot that we were like recording a podcast for a second. It's just a great um, pep talk. Those are the best. I, I know. I love it. I so into that. I'm curious because it also sounds like. And you can totally correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you've done a lot of, you know, this like inner work on yourself. You've worked a lot on I'm assuming, just who you are as a person and your your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings to become this person you are now. Um, I'm not even sure mm-hmm. how old you are, but like, you know, at this point, how do you kind of this might sound like a weird question. How do you get yourself ready for like the hard days? How do you bounce back from the hard days? Like if you're kind of also just in one of those really low moods, like how do you hype yourself up for something maybe you're not particularly excited about having to do? Because I'm sure that looks different from when you were younger, I would assume. Oh, my God, younger. (laughs) I just, you know, I punch my way out of it. You know, like I just just get angry and just, you know, and just, just blow up. But, I would say that um, now I I just have a wider perspective on on when challenges hit me mm-hmm. um, to know that it's part of the journey and and this is a this is something I have to get through um, now as far as I'm not motivated twenty four seven I wish I could tell you that I that I am 
Um, but those days where I need that extra motivation, it's about tapping into the right people. That's going to, that's going to help give you that perspective at your lowest moments. You know, when you're just like, I don't know if I can continue this. I don't know what's going on. Now I got to do this. And, and it's about having those key people that you can talk to, to guide you through like, man, but you look, look what you've already done. Look what you've accomplished. Look what you're, where you're at. This is just a bump in the road. Like keep, keep going. You know, I also listen to a lot of like audiobooks or have different people that I like to just have as, um, as a pep talk for myself, you know, just to get me geared up and get me back focused, um, on those things. But I would say it's about having the right people in your circle that, that can give you, and that's why I call shepherds, like those shepherds that are there in your life that are, that are guides, you know, that are helping you get from point A to point B. Um, those people are so crucial to lean on and also having a mentor, you know, somebody that's, that's maybe been down that road before. And it's like, I've seen this happen before. Don't worry, just get through it and then take, you know, action one through five, because that will help you get to the next level. So that way you don't have to worry about this again. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how I get through those low moments. Um, but also give yourself permission to to uh, have those have those moments. Um, that's another thing. Like I, I get real pissed off at myself if I'm sick or something like that. I'm like, oh, I gotta sit here and like this is stupid. <laughs> I just I just want to get going. But yeah, listen to your body. Get listen to your mind. Um, and listen to you know your heart, your soul. Of of giving yourself time and permission to just recoup um, and regenerate. You know, so that way you're you're setting yourself up for success that way. You can't go 100 miles an hour at all times, even though I like to wish I can or wish I could, but it's not possible. So, yeah, I have a friend who's a therapist and I love his uh, and he's very funny. And one of his reactions said to is like, I know, how dare your body need rest when you're sick? Like, <laughs> how really? And I'm like, I know, like, that's the worst. I wish like the things we could accomplish if we didn't need sleep. My God. Um no. I would seriously contemplate some <laughs> cyborg stuff, you know, just like happen. <laughs> I mean, like cancer would be cured, like hunger wouldn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> if we didn't have to take us. Just give me my mind, and everything else could be terminated. Right. It's so know? hard when it's like you want to honor, like. <laughs> I don't know how much, and this is definitely not a question I I sent over, but. Um, I think this would be really interesting for you. I think it's really funny because it's very stereotypically, I think um, this will be interesting to hear your perspective as a man. I think that a lot of times, because I follow obviously on like social media, audiobooks, a ton of entrepreneurial things. Um, and again, those really high achieving people, it's very funny because mm -hmm. I see, and usually I almost 100% of the time, all of the male voices I have are that like push harder, grind harder. Um, you don't need sleep. Like you, it's fine that you can only get four hours of sleep a night. Like just go, go, go. And then there's a lot of these women that are like, are you honoring your body though? Are you honoring your sleep? Like you don't have to actually push yourself to this brink of just like an absolute utter meltdown like one day. And it's very funny because I think for me, Sometimes I find myself in the middle of that teeter totter of like, I wish that I didn't have to sleep. You didn't have to take those breaks. I want to yeah, level. Yeah. And then there's that part of me where it's like, oh yeah, it is okay to like take a nap if you're just utterly exhausted. It, it, that's a weird teeter totter. And I don't like, I don't know if that's how I get targeted as like a female entrepreneur. How do you, as a man, like, do you ever hear some of those things about like, make sure that you're 
eating your leafy green vegetables. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I um, <laughs> no, I I I think you're. I I mean, you're right on both sides of that. Yeah. I think that I don't hear that from a lot of uh, male figures versus like you know female figures. But honestly, that's why both perspectives are are equally important you know from having both of those different perspectives because those are the both both those reminders you need both of those sides of the brain you know to to keep you going that's why i love um having even people on my own team that come from both sides of the the perspective and uh because it it definitely sets you straight because you can't go 100 miles an hour you're gonna get burnt out at some point you know you're gonna have to slow down at some point your body's gonna be like whoa going way too fast and then the other point is like you do need the pep talk of like okay you can't take naps all day just if you feel like it you can't just you know always have the option of you know um eating the best foods or you know whatever or taking care of your body and your in your temple so you need to push yourself at times to say like i'm just gonna i'm grinding i'm, I'm going going a little bit harder than everybody else right now um so you're having both those sides of the brain which i think is is really important um and so I actually equally put those up there uh, on, on that pedestal of like, I need to be learning and listening about both of those. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. It's a weird teeter-totter. So uh, that was a total side tangent, but I wanted to kind of, so my other thing tonight, you know, again, we're talking about inner circles, fostering your inner circle, really cultivating like how the people around you really need to be to make sure that you're you're hitting like your right goals that you have these mentors that you have people you can look up to that you're doing all these things. What do you do? Cause I'm assuming that you you've had to do this at some point. Like what would you say if, and if we're going to just go by the rule of, you know, the five people closest to you, like um, how do you pivot when let's say like someone is not the greatest that should be in that inner circle, but you have a hard time getting like, maybe they're a toxic person or maybe they're just not that supportive of your goals, but then someone will be like, Oh, but you know, but they're family. I can't, you know, <laughs> family's the worst one. But it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, but we've been friends since first grade. I can't just, you know, whatever. Like how do you kind of really help people and how have maybe have you done this yourself when there's someone you could yeah. love them, but you need to pivot so that their voice isn't like the, the main one in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That, that, those are the, those are the hardest ones. And I do mention that in the book as well. How do you, how do you navigate through those relationships? And it's not a, there's no blanket answer for that because depending if they're family, if they're close friend, maybe who knows what they've done for you in, in your life, uh, sacrifices that they've made um, for you. So you, you got to walk those those lines uh, with caution but i would say that first is about setting up uh barriers and and setting up um the boundary level so if they start to become toxic and you, you recognize that and you're like they're just not promoting you know my goals and where i'm trying to go and they're not helping uh with this anymore it doesn't matter what happened in the past you got to start setting, you know, up those boundaries and saying that I'm not going to allow this person to keep draining my energy and keep taking away from from what I'm trying to achieve. Maybe they don't see the same beliefs or uh, they keep doubting again and again. And and that's draining your energy. That's, you know, from where you're trying to go. So you have to set those up with that person. So you may have to have a tough conversation. 
you may just have to start not answering some, you know, as many phone calls if they're hitting up your phone 20 times a day and saying like, oh my God, I got to go through this stuff again. You hear me? Because the one thing that I have in there is about the vampires and that they, they make their problems your problems. <laughs> You know, so they're call they're calling you up saying like, oh, you know, I got this issue again and can't believe I'm going through this. And they take that 20, 30 minutes out of your day. You were going just fine <laughs> until they hit you, hit you up on the phone. Yeah. You're just like, God, I got to listen to this again. And so that's something that you got to set up those boundaries. And then um, so sometimes it's a conversation or it's like I just slowly kind of wean somebody off, like almost like a drug. Mm-hmm. And you, you slowly wean that person off. And just set that boundaries up because you're allowing that person to do that to you. You have to start taking accountability and say, I'm not going to take that phone call. I'm not going to hear this out. I'm busy. I got stuff to do. I got, you know, I'm not going to allow that energy to be taken. They want to promote and and give positivity into my life. And hey, bring on more of that. If you're, if you got your own beliefs, that's you. That's you. Don't put that on me. That's you. I don't care if we've been friends. If it's family, that's definitely where the boundaries comes into place. Uh, if you live with them, you got to get out. <laughs> get out the house. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you live with somebody, it's like, man, I you got to change that up. There's only so many boundaries you can you know, put into place with that. But um, you just have to limit it. You have to limit it and, and take control uh, back of your life uh, and make those. And I've done that personally, you know, with, with friends or, or family and and different people where I've had to slowly wean it off and, and limit it because it just wasn't positive in my life. And it's like, I can't keep going back to this and explaining this and, you know, just, just dealing with your issues because you're not in the right spot. And a lot of times people will put their insecurities on you. And that's something that you just have to be self-aware of and, and notice and be like, that's not happening. You got to work on that. If you want to talk on, you know, want me to help you through that and that's another conversation but don't just because you're insecure with that don't try to relate that to me because that's not me <laughs> so I'm moving this way that's that's not my concern well and mad texts are super hard especially because sometimes or I think more times than not like certain people's insecurities or fears will go on you in, in a way that's like especially if, if they are a really close friend maybe a significant other a parent um it's usually like worded in this, like, oh, but I want to, I want to protect you from this thing, and it's just their yeah. insecurity on you because they have totally. faith maybe in themselves. But I think that's almost one of the more debilitating things because it, it's also coming out of a loving place, and I think that's harder to navigate. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like you know, if your mom is trying to sit there and tell you like this isn't a good idea just because she's scared for you and doesn't want to see you fail or like lose a ton of money or do something. Um, that that's, mm-hmm. I think, even sometimes trickier to navigate. Do you ever kind of touch on that? Yeah. I mean, you just, you just show the appreciation mm-hmm. for the concern. And then you say, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you for your concern and, and, and your protection on that. And um, I do want to make you proud and to, to where the direction that I'm going. Uh, but this is something that I feel that I need to do. You know, with it within myself, I need to go in this direction. Um, can I count on your support? Mm. And you just kind of leave that at that because there's not, um, if you're going to try to change their mind right then and there, especially if it's a vision, like that's the thing. Sometimes visions are so broad. They're so big that somebody can't even see it. You know, you're trying to, you already com- clearly can see it. But when you try to explain it to somebody like, wait, you're going to do what? 
<laughs> you're gonna now move to California and do what? Yeah. You're gonna do, you know, like it doesn't even make sense. I've never seen anybody. I've seen a thousand people fail at that. Like, why are you gonna do? That? Why is that? Why is that a thing? Like, even when I moved to um, from from Virginia back to uh, to Milwaukee to pursue music, like that was a big thing. Like, my parents were like, "Why are you? Why? <laughs> like, stay here." You know, my dad was trying to take me to a uh, a technical college and be like, hey, maybe this is a path for you, you know, that you can go to. And I just was so focused on music, you know, when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, um, that that was the one thing I wanted to do. But they just were like, no one makes that, you know, no one, no one actually hits that goal. Mm -hmm. So they were, they wanted to protect me in that aspect. Um, and luckily it just ended up working out where, um, you know, the music stuff, was starting to take off, but also my mindset and everything else kind of shifted where I was able to, um, you know, become an entrepreneur and, and do those things. But uh, it just worked out. But I, I think that later on, I did start to get their backing and support. And that's why I asked that question, like, but I'm, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. Can I count on you for your support? You know, just through this. And it, you may not know all the answers, but can I at least count on you and your love and support? And that's something that, especially as a parent, that's unconditional. So you should definitely give that. <laughs> yeah, that's also, I think I've, I very recently have done that with like my parents where I was like, I'm not over, and I had to say this where I was like, I'm not really asking for uh, like advice or a certain question. I was like, I'm just asking for your support on this thing. And I think it's, yeah, yeah it's really it. hard for them to like kind of swallow that, but they're like, okay, well, you have the support. And I'm like, I just, I don't want to follow up question. <laughs> that's that's where go with it. Uh, it's hard, right. right yeah that's very hard um Jamar, i have i think because we've been talking for a while which does not feel like yeah. it it's only because the timer is on the screen um, <laughs> i want to ask you one last question and then we'll talk about the book yeah. um and, and where people can find it and and soak up all of its goodness if you could uh time travel back to and i always like to default i'd for a very specific reason we'll get into later, but I like to default back to like our seven-year-old selves, but maybe for you, that's a different significant mm -hmm. age. If you could time mm -hmm. travel and have like a little conversation with, with seven-year-old Jamar, uh, what would you say? Mm -hmm. And what would you want to, what would you want to give him as some parting words um, to say, I mean, cause obviously like you are very successful right now. You have so many things going for you, like in this way that would pump him up that he would be like, yeah, so excited to grow up to become. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, I, th I don't think seven was a significant, like you said, significant mm -hmm. age enough. I was still trying to figure, I mean, I'm just trying to live life and play in the playground, you know, and, and play with action figures and, you know, I don't think seven was really uh, a significant part, but I would say that uh, probably a little bit older when 14, 15, okay. I would say that <clears throat> looking back, it's like, I was very opinionated, you know, individual that was, you know, not seeing the world clearly and uh, very, you know, started to become a very angry individual. and. I would say that, you know, it's going to be all right, uh, you know, going through through your path um, and not everything is going to work out <laughs> the way you had planned, but it's, uh, but you're, you know, you are on this earth for some, some amazing things. 
and uh, you know, to keep keeping that path, keeping your purpose and keeping your path um, through that and, uh, and have an open mind. Mm-hmm. I would say just have an open mind. It, it just, I think a lot of times people just get so close, so closed off. Uh, like they just know it all. It's like, who are you? <laughs> who, are, who are you? Like you got it all figured out. Um, it's just not uh, having that open, that open mind just to say like to accept all these things. Um, that's what I was saying. And you're built, you're built for greatness. You're built for something that's amazing. You're going to touch lives. You, you, all the top of the line goals are going to happen. You just have to navigate and have an open mind as you're, as you're going through. And there's no freaking reason to be so angry. Um, so stop, stop that. Um, you know, find yourself and, and you're, you're, you're going to be all right. That's honestly what I would say. And, oh, and, and love your parents. You know, I just, I, I gave my parents hell for about five, five, six years. And uh, I actually recently, I just saw them not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And I apologized again. I do it every time because I'm like, there's no reason that you should have had to go through all of that. But then my dad did apologize to me actually. And said that I should have been open-minded. I should have listened more. I should have, you know, saw those cues. Cause there's a lot of things that built up to the anger happening and, you know, he was like, I, I should have listened a little bit more. And that, that was, that was a big moment for me, you know, cause I got to hear that from him. And, uh, and that way, you know, he's listening, he's, he's grown too, you know, throughout the years. So uh, it's just a good place, you know, love, love your parents, especially if they love, you know, if they love you back, you know, there's no reason to take out your anger. And like, you know, everything at 15, 16, yeah. there's, there's no, there's no reason to take it out on them. You know, you're, you're trying to figure out yourself. That's why you're mad at your parents. <laughs> You know, that's not just, I think, a big moment for you. That that's a big moment for him. Not that I have children, but I feel like as a parent, that's a. I think that can be a really hard thing to admit sometimes, where you're like, yes. I think that's especially something, I as we age, where it's like you really just learn how to look at your parents as like the flawed human beings that we all are. But they they tried their hardest. Like, like they tried. There's no there's no manual. And I think, you know, as kids, we don't feel that way. Like, we definitely think our parents, like, should, like, do everything perfectly and have these answers and do this stuff. And, yeah, I don't know. The older I get, I was like, you tried your best. I was like, I'm not faulting for any of it. Like, we're all just telling you. That's it. That's the thing. We're all just trying to figure out how to navigate in this thing we call life. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's why, that's why I said, like, don't, people feel so, so opinionated and so, in their own ways and it's like like they have it all figured out like we're all trying to figure this out like you said you know it'd be the end of our day when we're trying to figure that we're still trying to figure this out so it's it's <laughs> it, it, that's just how it is and and well you know we just gotta keep being open and 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 learn and learn i love it um jamar this has been so fantastic so fun again i feel like there are so many parts of this where i like zoned out to the fact that we're doing a podcast interview and we're both so yeah. It just felt like a hype session for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell us about, well, tell us about the book, where to get the book. You said it comes out June 30th, but then also where people can uh, follow you, connect with you, learn more from you. Give us all the details. Yeah. So you can go into IamJamarJones.com. Uh, and honestly, you can find all my connections there. Very active on LinkedIn and Instagram. But you can at least uh, connect with me there. I would love to talk with anybody. Reach out. You know, if you got a question or you're trying to navigate 
uh, through life as well or through business, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, the book is also on there, and I am jamarjones.com uh, slash book. And you can uh, be able to pre-order the book there. There's an ebook version and a hardcover version uh, that you can get. And yeah, I am an open book. <laughs> feel free to reach out. I know some people are like, I don't know if you'll have the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just just reach out. Just just you know, you never know what's good, what's gonna happen um, when you reach out to people. Not to say that I'm on the same level as this story, uh, this brief story I'm gonna give you, but because like when I when I had the opportunity to meet uh, Marcus Lemonis and and had that uh, that time, he's he had the show uh, NBC, uh, CNBC uh, called The Prophet, um, and I didn't think I would ever be able to you know connect with him and and have a little bit of his time, um, but it it happened, and so that's the and I'm not trying to say I'm on that same level at all. What I'm trying to say is that you never know what's going to happen if you just reach out and connect with somebody. So. Uh, feel free to reach out and, and shoot me a message and let me know like what you resonated with in this podcast that um, Susan, you know, graciously had me on and, um, you know, definitely subscribe to the podcast, uh, definitely be a part of this movement. And uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you. Thank you for, for having me. I love it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on and just that this was a lot of goodness. So thank you so much for sharing it, Jamar. Um, appreciate you being on here, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Make an Impact podcast. If you enjoyed yourself, would you do a little rate, review, subscribe, dance? And if you really enjoyed yourself, would you share this on social media so someone else could catch the impact bug? Until next time, friend, I can't wait to see what kind of impact you make on your world.